HR Bytes, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of HR professionals who bring a think globally and act locally digital HR agenda to their work. Everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. This is your host, Jay Polaki, and today's guest is Melanie Peacock. And may I say, Dr. Melanie Peacock, who has over 30 years of experience as a human resources management professional and is an associate professor with the Bissett School of Business at Mount Royal University. She's also the past president of the university's faculty association and was recently presented the HRD's Lifetime Achievement Award in the HR industry at the 2020 Canadian HR Awards and was named to HRD Magazine's 2020 inaugural list of the top 100 global HR professionals. Welcome to HR Bytes, Melanie. I'm so happy and honored to have you on the show today. Jay, it's my pleasure. Thank you for that beautiful, kind introduction. And I'm just really thrilled and excited to be here today. You know, it's always interesting when you listen to someone introduce you. It's like, oh, I'm in the room. I mean, it's a bit almost disconcerting. But, you know, I hope it does some justice or conveys that uh, what an introduction or words don't do. And that is uh, how passionate I am about the practice of HR and how much I believe in our profession and how much I'm inspired by our growth and our evolution over the last 30 years and even especially over the last 10 months, what we've seen in response to the pandemic. And uh, I'm just excited to be here and I'm proud to be part of this profession and thrilled and honored from what I learned from all of our colleagues globally. I, I love how you say act locally, but think globally. That really describes how I feel and how I like to believe I act. Of course, one of my favorite hashtags is hashtag global HR. So <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. You know, you are the living example of that uh, that motto, the think globally and act locally digital HR mindset. That is the need of the hour today in HR and across all functions, I would say, in business. Um, you know, we are called upon today to employ a digital first, people first mindset. And definitely over the past year, that has been uh, more front and center than any other time in our profession. How do you think in, um, you know, in your world, the pandemic has influenced the adoption of HR technology in the HR function? Yeah, so I'm going to share with you and the wonderful listeners out there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. My perspective and my lens as an educator in a post-secondary environment, because I think it'd be very interesting for people to know that, of course, we've had to pivot. I have this bad recollection now all of a sudden of a Friends episode when they're trying to move a couch, right? It's pivot, pivot. And boy, have we had to pivot. Maybe an overused word, but the visual that it brings to mind for me, Jay, is that, yeah, you know, you are, you're trying to shift and you're trying to make something fit and you're not sure what to do. And you've got all these people trying to move something at the same time. So one, in order to pivot, you have to work together. There's a lot of communication. There's a lot of planning. And it is like moving a couch. 
couch into an elevator, right? You have to move together. You have to have a plan. You have to think about how that's going to look. You have to be talking to each other while you're doing it. And it's really important that the objective is clear, the process to get there is clear, and then also a chance to debrief or evaluate and course correct. Those are all things that I've witnessed. As an educator too, what I've seen is, wow, just this huge embrace in technology to continue to be able to connect with students mm -hmm. and deliver learning opportunities. You know, this can't stop because of what the pandemic has thrown upon us. And it's been amazing. It's been a terrific learning journey for me. And I think it's important for our listeners today to understand that what the students are being exposed to, because this is impacting the future practitioners of HR, our future business professionals, and how they understand, interact with, and integrate technology. So what we've shown is in an educational setting, I found a good mix of synchronous or same time lectures. So, you know, we'll all sign on to an online platform, have discussions, still be able to do brainstorming, still do breakout rooms, try to replicate as much as possible that in-person dynamics and those experiences. Been blending that with asynchronous or individual or on their own time, pre-recorded lectures. So trying to do a balance and get the best of both. When doing so, what we've really learned through the technology is you have to appreciate, respect, value people's individual time, their needs, you know, such disparate needs in this trying circumstances and in this evolving landscape. So balancing both synchronous with asynchronous has allowed us to do that it's not been without its hiccups. And part of the hiccups, I think, are part of the learning. In fact, some of the really valuable learning. Oh my goodness, what happens when I have a power outage? What happens when my connection isn't working well? What happens when I don't know how to access something on the learning management system? How do I learn how to do that? How do I communicate my needs? Mm -hmm. And underscoring all of that is learning a lot about compassion and kindness and patience for each other and for ourselves. So we can learn the technology, we can use it as the tool, but in my view, and even over the last 30 some years, illuminated or magnified through the pandemic, technology is a resource, it's a tool. It's then how we use it, how we implement it. With that humanity underscoring all that we do with it, that's what's been really critical. Absolutely. And the H in HR has never been so front and center in this season of our, you know, careers and lives than ever before, right? Um, you know, our social capital, our, our human networks are what have uh, enabled the technology to proliferate the communication and the connection in, in today's world. If not for the technology, uh, we wouldn't have been able to communicate, but if not for the human intention to communicate and connect via technology, I don't think we would have managed, you know, so far in into this uh, 2021 uh, transition from 2020. So how do you think your role and in your role, your social capital, you know, your connections outside of your workplace, within your workplace have played into generating, incubating and scaling innovation within the HR function? Yeah, I feel so blessed jay like shout out to all the listeners today shout out to our amazing hr community talking about social capital it's just 
magnified. It's just gone so wild and crazy with the ability to connect and learn from other people. I try and look for the silver linings, if we can call it that, or the optimism. Look, I'm not immune to, I'm not oblivious to the crisis and the many points of pain and suffering that the pandemic has created. But looking at the bright side, and there are some, it's been the opportunity to connect with people that we never would have. And having the impetus and the ability and the comfort to do so through technology. So connecting with people in Spain, in England, with you today, you know, we're different sides of the border, but here we are connecting with the people listening today. You know, that social capital, that willingness to be vulnerable, to share frustrations with one another, to really build and enhance a global community through the use of technology has been just phenomenal. And I remain forever grateful for it. And I really hope it's one lesson we take away post-pandemic because the day will come when we will return to whatever. I won't call it the new normal. Oops, I just said it anyway. <laughs> no, whatever that is, is going to you know become very habitual and very routine again. We as human beings, there's a lot of research. We're very uh, creatures of habit mm -hmm. and we can go back to the same old, same old quite easily or fall into a new routine. And I really hope that those lessons aren't lost. Um, you've asked about social capital too. And I know even in my own university, through my own consulting business, just having the ability, having that cachet built up, having reached out to people before even we need to reach out to them for something, it's really important. And it's a reason to encourage other people who are listening today. I know it can be frightening. It can be a little bit off-putting. But to dip your toe in the social media, into the online technology and the sharing of information. I mean, the networking, the benchmarking that's available, the sharing of information, you know, that helps build social networking, cachet, street cred, if I can call it that. And then it only magnifies or illuminates from there. Absolutely. And our HR community on all the social media platforms has been amazing. I mean, they're an amazing support to me, I'm sure to you as well. And that's how actually you and I met too, right? Through through Twitter. So it, it, technology is a great connector. And I am so thankful that all of this uh, technology existed for us to be able to connect in this manner, uh, even in the midst of a global upheaval, uh, you know, in our lives, in our work lives and our personal lives. So this has been an amazing opportunity, I think, for not just our, you know, personal um, agenda, but the HR agenda of putting people first and making that human connection um, possible. Um, you know, you've been writing about HR and, you know, you've, uh, I think you told me you've already been on a hundred interviews this past year. <laughs> so you're kind of an HR storyteller and a teacher. What advice uh, do you have for uh, HR professionals who are looking to adopt or learn new technology? Well, I'm going to borrow from a very cliche advertising slogan, but just do it. <laughs> you know, really, it's trial and error and nobody expects perfection i often joke because i'm known to be even though i wrote a book on change management for hr professionals i'm one of the late adopters when it comes to change i'm very cautious i'm very leery but then i just do things and it's trial and error it's pushing some buttons it's testing and that's what it takes is 
an exploration, being inquisitive, you know, with that growth mindset, willing to ask questions, asking for help. There's tremendous resource and expertise out there. And people, as you've said, in our HR community are so giving and so amazing. So you're not alone. You can ask for help. You can ask for advice. You can Google resources. You know, I did that when I was wanting to learn way back when how to use my new iPhone, how to engage in a Twitter chat. To give myself some comfort, I did some research. Look, even before engaging in remote delivery for my students, mm -hmm. I've done some research. I've benchmarked. I've attended webinars. I've shamelessly learned from other people. I've listened to student feedback. It's an evolving process. It's never supposed to be perfect. And I view it through a lens of actually being excited by it, that it's ongoing, that there's so much more still to learn. Mm -hmm. I love every day that I get up and I think, okay, how can I get better? How can this improve? It's a, it's a neat commitment to lifelong learning. Absolutely. And that continuous learning cycle, I think, is what's kept us going. If not, if not for the learning cycle, I don't think I would have progressed as much I would have, you know, this past year. Um, and, and technology was the big enabler there, too. Right. Um, an audience, if you haven't read Melanie's best-selling books, I would highly recommend you to. They're uh, the HR Professional's Guide to Change Management and Understanding Human Resources Management, which is the first Canadian edition as well. And I'll drop a link to both the books in the show notes. So, Thank Melanie, you, Jay. That's so kind. You're very welcome. So, Melanie, you know, uh, HR has, as you mentioned, and um, seen and experienced has been front and center during this pandemic and has had to prepare overnight for remote work and, you know, enabling employees to work from home. What else can HR do to prepare our function for this increase in remote work and, and the work from home lifestyle uh, that is now here to stay, I think, for for the unforeseen future? Well, while it might seem like a shameless plug, it's a nice segue from what you just shared is that really we have to hone our change management competencies because what we're going to do is continually guide and shepherd our organizations and our employees through transition. This is not the end, it's only the beginning of continuing evolution and constantly changing landscapes that we're working within. So, you know, I know people will say, oh, I can't believe you wrote a book on change management. And okay, feel free to roll your eyes because there's lots of material out there about change management. But what I found, Jay, is there was a huge gap in change management resources for HR professionals. We as HR professionals have a lot of accountability and responsibility, but very little authority when it comes to change. And yet, we're the ones that have to shepherd. We're the ones that have to know there's good academic theory. There's actual pragmatic, practical tools and resources. And that's what I did in the book is give a step-by-step -step guide as to things HR professionals can do to help enhance that. So honestly, though, number one, we have to continue to hone and be able to implement change or transition in organizations. Absolutely. One A would be then we have to do that for ourselves. We have to be able to model it. We have to be showing that we are comfortable with changing technology, embracing it and using it effectively. We have to be able to show that while we're doing all that, we're doing so with the goal to help an organization succeed. 
you know, part of that means understanding the business, understanding how the company makes money, and understanding what the strategic mission and vision are, and how all those things we implement through the use of technology support and enable that. And that's really, really critical. You know, we talk a lot about having a seat at the table. I really think in a lot of ways, we have a seat at the table. And in fact, the pandemic has illuminated that, has really elevated HR in so many ways. But then I joke, Jay, and some listeners may have heard me mention this before. If I have a seat at the table, I'm bringing a folding chair because we have to be flexible, right? It's not a one-time static seat with a one-time view or lens. We've got to be willing to move around and have different discussions, break down silos, support all areas within an organization from supply chain to accounting to operations to marketing. You know, that involves some flexibility and some continuity. And these are ways that HR professionals are going to have to continue to open up, challenge ourselves, and continue to show the tremendous value that we bring to organizations and to the employees. Absolutely. And I love that analogy of the folding chair. <laughs> you know, I always felt, even though we've come to the C-suite and we have a seat at the table, we are not doing what we are meant to do. Are we practicing the HR our CEO wants us to practice? I don't think so. I don't think we were. And I think 2020 really pushed us to do that. And now we are at a stage where, like as Stephen Brown mentioned, Steve Brown mentions in his book, HR Rising, we are at that stage where we are the East that makes that door rise, right, in the organization. And we've prove that we are the East over the past 10 months. So definitely there has been a change in the way HR is viewed by the organization as well as by our leaders and management within a, within the organizations. And, uh, you know, that folding chair analogy, I, if, if I can extend it, I think it's more like a musical chair uh, thing that we, <laughs> we in HR have been playing over the past 10 months. You know, we are not just the HR, we are the wellness gurus, the personal coaches, the counselors, you know, the lifestyle uh, uh, advisors and how to situate your desk so your Zoom meetings are done well for managers. You know, we've been doing so many things as HR professionals, and this has been a great time for HR, uh, you know, to, to show what we are capable of and be able um, to help employees put that employee first that human first perspective um, in, in, on, our, on the table, so to speak. That's such a lovely analogy. And I would just add, we were going to put a new spin on musical chairs, because the one difference will be when we are engaged in this, part of our role is to make sure that everybody does have a role or everybody has a seat. So it's a different type of musical chairs, you know, as we played as a childhood game, somebody would be left without a seat and it'd be, uh oh, ours is a game of musical chairs where no one will be left without a seat. Everyone will have a role. Everyone will have a position. Everyone will understand their role. Everyone will embrace and feel engaged and motivated and valued in their roles. So we can still move the chairs around. We can still move the roles, but everyone has a place and everyone feels involved and valued. Absolutely. You know, we all dance together. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to the fun section of our podcast today. Um, This is the question connection round and I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I would like your response in a rapid fire manner. So who is one person you have gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know about in the HR tech world? 
and I'm going to cop out. I can't choose one person. I know, oh, bad teacher, not answering the question asked. If my students do that, they'd be mad. You know, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but I have to say, you know, it's like the expression best friend. I don't like that expression. I don't have one best friend. You have friends that you engage with for very purposeful things. Some are better for having a cup of coffee with. Some are having a deep reflective conversation. Some are better for going to a movie. Same thing to answer this question. Already I'm getting the because eh, I didn't do the rapid response. There are so many people online and I know that I hope you all know who you are. Shout out to all of you. You've enriched my life. Encourage our listeners, please get involved in Twitter. Look on LinkedIn. There are just too many experts. I couldn't pick one. So, eh. okay. <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, favorite LinkedIn learning or e-learning webinar series for HR technology? Uh, I'm going to say um, that learning about HR technology, this podcast already has been off to a tremendous start. So I'm going to give you a plug. Thank You've been you. so entrepreneurial. I did think deeply about this, but really, you're bringing in the human aspects into technology. And I would say that this is leading edge. And this is one that listeners need to, I mean that sincerely, listeners need to continue to stay engaged with. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Wonderful. And any other e-learning or LinkedIn learning uh, webinar series that you could think of? Uh, if you send me the link, I will add them in the show notes uh, for our Nothing listeners. Nothing actually came to mind, really. I did some thinking and looked at what I was engaged in and nothing really popped out. Okay. All right, then. So given the upheaval of all things work in 2020, what's one workplace trend you think is here to stay? Well, I've been doing a lot of speaking on, and it ties very well to my doctoral research. I think that hybrid or blended work models are here to stay. And so by that, I mean either people will work part-time on-site and partially from home, or we'll have a mix of people who are on-site all the time and people that are off-site or at home all the time. And that sounds like, so what, we'll just continue to work? Well, my research shows that there's a lot of strategy, theory, and thinking that has to go into making a blended or a hybrid work model effective and delivering the required outcomes. So I really think that is one thing that we're going to see more and more of, and it's here to stay. Absolutely. And how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Well, at the risk of sounding cliche, I'm going to say that as an educator, I feel that I'm giving back. I am helping develop and fill passion and information in the future of our profession. And let me share the future of our profession is bright. I am honored and thrilled to work with such amazing students. And I feel that really is a key way of giving back. I also give back through volunteering for our provincial association. Shout out to CPHR Alberta. I give back by presenting at conferences. I think knowledge sharing, not just with students, but with the community in general, conferences, podcasts, Twitter chats. Uh, on that note, too, you had asked, I, I'll do a shout out to HR Social Hour. Really grateful to John Thurmond and Wendy Daly for all they do to elevate and bring together our HR community. You know, being involved in those things takes time as a participant, but it's certainly a way to give back. But I'll share, Jay, that I always feel I get way more back than I ever give. 
Wonderful. That isn't that the isn't that the way of the world? The more you give, the more you get. That's the way of the world, right? So thank you so much for being my guest today, Melanie. And I have really learned a lot, and the insights you've shared will resonate with many of our HR co- colleagues across the globe. I'm sure of that. And if our listeners would like to connect with you, what is the best way for them to reach you online? So I'm on Twitter, and my handle is at at double M, so the word double, D-O-U-B-L-E, double M Peacock. They can also look me up on LinkedIn under Dr. Melanie Peacock. I'd be thrilled to connect. It would be an opportunity for us to learn from and with each other. Absolutely. And thank you for tuning in, everyone. I will link Melanie's profile links in the show notes. And I look forward to bringing you more fantastic stories of HR professionals leveraging technology across the globe. Thank you.